the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K Show. It is Monday. Oh my! Yeah, it is. It is Monday, and we are back from Thanksgiving weekend, feeling fed. I started to say feeling fat. Yeah, I'm feeling fat too. <laughs> I'm feeling fat and fed and feisty. I am ready to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am, because you know what? I am ready to join the fight. I've been in the fight. I'm ready to fight like Flynn. Fight like, fight like Michael Flynn. He's got a hashtag saying fight like Flynn. We all need to fight like Flynn to preserve the United States of America because that's what's at stake today. And it's never been more apparent than what the details that have continued to, to emerge in the heist, the burglary, the theft of an American presidential election. I mean, it's as I'm saying these words, I'm almost shocked by it, that this is going on in my beloved country and that both parties are participating in it. And we got to talk about that tonight. Glad to have you guys here with me. 888-344-1170. I want to hear from you. If you've been following the course of events, we're going to get into some of the details. Time does not really allow me to get into all the details of all the fraud, but we know that you guys have been following it. I want to know what your thoughts are at this point. I said last week or two weeks ago, not long after the uh what was beginning to emerge with the election and all the different areas of the fraud and the likely paths that it was going to go down and i said that it was going to come down to the republican party because every contested state had a republican controlled legislature some of which had state legislature some of which had republican governors and republican secretaries of state isn't it interesting that the contested states where the most fraud happened actually involved republican state controlled legislatures and i said it was going to come down to them and i couldn't feel confident in the republicans but we've actually got some possible good news in this area and we're going to talk about it tonight but i want to know how you feel 888-344-1170 you can also weigh in on tell me how your thanksgiving was how are you guys feeling um we had a republican senator i think it was who said that president trump there this is how bad it is with the republicans they're already not only calling him president elect they're actually now putting the pressure on trump needs to show up at that inauguration if they manage to get away with the steal do you think trump should show up at the inauguration 888-344-1170 follow me on twitter at andrea k show on parlor at andrea k show and we are streaming live on facebook right now on the answer san diego facebook page and also our private group caniacs and i'm going to pose that question to my man my partner here every night of the week it is dj potato skins there's tremendous spirit in our dj potato skins tremendous spirit but this mail-in voting where they've mailed 
indiscriminately millions and millions of ballots to people, you're never going to know who won the election. You can't have that. No, it'll be a it's it's a catastrophe waiting to happen. And uh, wow, that just this never gets old. And it's more true the more times I play it. Andrea, to answer your question. Uh, no, they most Democrats did not show up to President Trump's inauguration. So why should Trump show up to Joe Biden's? And speaking of the non-president elect, I was at Barnes and Noble this past weekend. Yes, I wasn't fearing for my life being out in public and waiting checking out and they have the magazine rack in front of me and about three different magazines were being displayed saying hey look it's the 46th president of the united states and he's going to do this and he's going to do that i'm like you guys are jumping the gun slow down the guy hasn't even sworn himself in well yeah sworn himself in the flashback wind back to, to the year 2000 in which no party, both of the parties united behind their candidate for president in year 2000 and stood behind both men and supported them and dragging it out three counties in Florida across every court in the in the state of Florida, local courts, the Florida Supreme Court, all the way up to the, the Supreme Court of the United States over 37 days. We all had to sit 24 hours a day watching the Democrat Party try to try to cast a, a you know, a, a possible indentation on a ballot towards Gore. And the Republican Party stood behind George W. Bush and said, no, we're not going to allow it to go to Gore. And the Democrat Party stood behind Al Gore and said, you know, both both parties stood behind both of their candidates in lockstep and said, we are going, we want a, the proper outcome for the state. The Republican Party, and I believe even the Democrat Party then said, we, we just want every vote to, to be counted. Of course, the Democrats wanted a legal votes to be counted then as well and you know 37 days this dragged on and yet the republican party and i have to bust the republican party here because i expect the democrats to continue to try to get illegal votes counted i expect the democrats to perpetrate fraud what i also expect is the republican party what i what i should not what I also should be, let me phrase it this way, what I also should be able to expect is the Republican Party for which I entrust. We've only got two choices, Republican or Democrat, and we are supposed to have a representative government that is of the people, that represents us. And when we vote for the Republican Party, we are, we are and give them our trust because we can't do it. We don't control the elections. I'm not governor anywhere. I'm not secretary of state. We voters put our trust in our party to represent us. And we should be able to trust that the entire Republican Party should be supporting the 73 legitimate votes that went for President Donald J. Trump and do everything that they can to stop the steal. Instead, what have they done is participated in the steal, either through ignoring it, enabling it or flat out participating in it. And today, as incredible evidence was being presented in the state of Arizona of Proof of fraud. The Republican governor in the state of Arizona pushed quickly to certify the results because going back to election night where we had Republican governors like in the state of of Georgia allowed voting to stop under the guise of, of a supposed a uh, water leak, which there wasn't, shuttled all the observers out and then continued to vote. It's all about uh, getting it ingrained in the psyche. Instead of allowing this to play out like they did in the year 2000, they've done everything that they could to push a false narrative that Joe Biden is a president-elect, that Donald Trump didn't win. First, they pushed the false narrative that it was close. Then they pushed and, and tried to get us to believe that Arizona actually went for Joe Biden before any votes were counted and that they, it was too close to call in Florida. It's all about ingraining it into the psyche of Americans to accept Joe Biden and it's wrong and we need to be pushing back and that's why this this uh, governor of Georgia this Republicans in, in Arizona 
so quickly while evidence was being presented pushed to certify because it's all about making it as hard as possible for Donald Trump and to get you to believe that Joe Biden won when there's absolutely no way. Did you hear some of the evidence presented today, Potato Skins? I did not. So I'm most intrigued on what was was uh, brought to the table. Well, one of the things that was brought to the table, I'm old enough to remember just a couple of weeks ago, everybody saying, including Republicans, that Sidney Powell, they had to distance themselves from Sidney Powell because she was a kook pushing nonsense about Dominion machines. Uh, one of the things that came out today uh, was asked of a, a former FBI guy, I think it was, said, are you willing to say under oath that you've seen the connection to the Internet, that you've seen it gone offshore to Frankfurt, Germany? Yes, they have that traffic and it's in the packets. Proof. He said, here's proof. These machines were connected. The counting was done offshore. Two weeks ago, we were told it was a bunch of crap that we that we didn't have, that this wasn't a foreign interference in our election. That these were not a, a machine company outfit out of a foreign country with software created in Venezuela for the purpose of flipping elections with votes being counted in Germany. This was presented today in a court. And oh, by the way, in addition to that, we had that um, the there's a guy named Matt Baynard who is. um a statistician. He's a data guy. He's the guy that's been looking into um, a, a, a lot of the election fraud uh, in all the different states. And, you know, he has presented hard evidence, hard evidence that and, and, and of the fact that I think he's got like something like 60 to 90,000 people in Pennsylvania, actual names of uh, people who uh, whose votes were associated with using UPS and FedEx locations as their addresses. He actually, there was evidence presented in the court today, the actual audio recordings of phone calls to voters who asked, you know, did you request an absentee ballot because one was turned in in your name? And they said no. So there is, but this guy, Matt Baynard, who's done all this statistical data, I'm looking for... Some of the data that he's got, it has been requested by the FBI. They have they have asked for all of his data because his data is not just documenting anomalies, Um, anomalies like in the form of it doesn't make sense. Like there was some evidence that was presented in Arizona today from Dr. Shiva, who said that statistically. That the only way for Biden to have statistically caught up with Donald Trump was that if Democrat voters came out uh, in at 130 percent for Biden and negative 30 percent for Trump. That is all absolutely compelling. Uh, Statistical anomalies are actual evidence. But this guy, Matt Baynard, even has more than that. He's actually he's actually put names to ballots of illegal votes, of fraudulent votes. And it sounds like in the amount where it would actually overturn who was winning the state. Well, he actually said that he's got the data that shows that it would flip three states. He's got the data. He's done it. This is the guy that had a GoFundMe account when he first said he was looking into it because he actually is a data guy going back for years and actually worked with the Trump campaign in 2016. Uh, almost instant, not instantaneously, but very quickly, he got over $200,000 people donated to his GoFundMe and GoFundMe took it down. The FBI has come and asked him for his data. And he has said he tweeted that out and he has said that he absolutely some people were like, well, don't give it to him because they're going to they're trying to seize it so they can bury it. And he said, oh, no, I've got copies. So there is actual hard evidence that is being presented. 
So here's some good news as we go into break. Given the fact that some of this, even though the uh, Republican, the Republican governor rushed to try to certify these votes. I mean, think about that for a moment. Let that sink in, potato skins. We've got a Republican governor that at the moment in which proof of election fraud involving foreign interference in our elections and machines was and, and other uh, information was being presented. He was rushing to certify these votes. A yeah, Republican. you would think, OK, let them present their evidence. If the evidence isn't really there, then go ahead and do what I'm going to do. But you don't even let the, them finish having their case and what what could really overturn what's going on at the moment. Well, yeah, we're talking about the disenfranchisement of millions of votes out there. We're talking about a coup attempt of the United States of America. And this is what the Republican Party is either enabling, encouraging, or participating in. And getting back to Matt Baynard and what he said was, um, the data has been used to identify hundreds of thousands of potentially fraudulent ballots in states. Um, he says that it was enough evidence to flip multiple states. Um, he said the number of questionable ballots surpasses the vote margin in at least three states right now, Arizona, Georgia, and Wisconsin. Um, he said the, the, he says all of the analysis that we've done doesn't require you to say, trust me about a magical mathematical formula or some pattern we've discovered or something that supposedly happened in the software of the voting machines. He says, I can give you the list of people who voted in this election who filed national change of address cards in Georgia, moving themselves to another state. And I can show you how the subsequent state voter registrations of these individuals in other states who then cast early or absentee ballots back in Georgia. Do you get what he did? He's got names and addresses of people who voted in Georgia and subsequent states. Sounds like hard evidence to me. That's hard evidence. So given all of this, here's some good news coming out of Arizona. Arizona State Representative Mark Fincham, District 11, issued a call to withhold the state's electoral college votes for Joe Biden because he believes there is enough statistical evidence of fraud to invalidate the state's votes. And that includes Matt Baynard's information um, in terms of the uh, the um, uh, all the absentee ba- ballots and because they were doing the same thing in Arizona that they were doing in Georgia with the absentee ballots. Um, he went on to say that we are clawing our electoral college votes back. We will not release them. That's what I'm calling our colleagues in both the House and the Senate to do. Uh, State Rep. Fincham said, exercise our plenary authority under the U.S. Constitution. He added, there is a legal brief out there that says we are not tethered to the state statute. When it comes to this one question, a simple majority can call the House and Senate back and in one day pass a resolution and cause those electorals to basically be held. And it is binding. I'll see you in court. And standing near him was Sonny Borelli, the Republican state majority whip, um, indicating that there is support for there. And we've it gives got, me, that, that makes me smile that there's actually some good being done. But what we need to do is, is we need to piggyback off of this and we need to be on the phone. If you live in Georgia, if you live in Arizona, and even if you don't, we need to be sending the message to this Republican Party. You either stand up for the 73 million Trump people, tr- Trump voters who voted for President Trump, of which every state uh, elected office, as well as uh, con- congressional seats, as well as governorship. You guys all wrote his coattails of this MAGA movement. And either you stand up for President Trump, which means you stand up for the 73 million voters, which is to stand up for the United States of America, or we're done with you. Because let me tell you, if, if you are a Republican Party, 
And this isn't the hill you're going to die on? A stolen election? Something out of a third world tin pot dictatorship? Then what do you stand for? What matters to you? If this doesn't matter to you as a Republican, then what does? What does matter to you? You know, Andrea, I was talking with DJ Carrot Sticks uh, before the show, and it doesn't take uh, very uh, high intellect to see that this was stolen and what was done because President Trump was leading in all these swing states until suddenly, magically, all the votes stopped. And then when things came back up, all the votes went to Biden. Hello, it's not hard math. Well, I think the Republican Party is banking on thinking, oh, we just get this guy out of here, then we can go back into fooling all the voters. And the Republican Party is much more comfortable being in the minority, not having to actually fulfill any promise they ever make to us, not not realizing that we have said we voted for President Trump because we were calling out the Republicans. The only reason why any of you are still in power is because we needed you to to help our man fulfill the agenda. Without him, you're nothing. And oh, by the way, as Jesse Kelly said on last week, going into Thanksgiving, SCOTUS, we're going to talk about this as we have Gavin Newsom here threatening to put us back into March like complete shutdowns. I mean, full stay-at-home orders. Back like we had in March again. We need to talk about the SCOTUS ruling because if but for pre- a President Donald J. Trump and his SCOTUS justices on the court now do you know what your life would be do you know that john roberts was prepared to allow every kind of tyranny including denying you your right to exercise your religious freedoms and your most precious first amendment rights but for president trump that's where we'd be and going forward this whole unite with the democrats going forward campaign is a bunch of crap You Republicans are done. You're not just done because we're not going to support you anymore if you don't stand up for President Trump. You're done because you'll never win another election because the Democrats have the playbook for it. They're not going to allow you to win any. And you you can count on the money that you put lined your pockets with like Governor Kemp in Georgia. It's obvious that he did. He paid off millions of dollars in personal loans immediately was able to do that after he won the governorship and cooked up these deals. How do you think that happened? We're all toast, including the Republicans. We, the Republican Party needs to unite together. And that means with the voters, you need to stand. You need you Republican Party. You need to stand with us who put you in office. Because if you don't, we're gone. And then so are you. Uh, and I need to be gone. I'm well past the point of a break. Actually, something interesting happened in Pennsylvania as well. There's more updates on Georgia we got to talk about. We are going to talk about these pending shutdowns here in stay-at-home orders because we might have a fight like Flynn movement going on fighting back here in California. And we got to do it. We got to rise up and take our country back. We got to stop the steal of this election and we got to stop the tyranny going on at the state level with these governors. Stay tuned. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. A-K, dynamite and address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Today is Cyber Monday. You do any shopping today, DJ uh, Potato Skins? Not today. No, I mean, today's a, a typical work day for me. Uh, I did a, a little bit of shopping over the weekend, and uh, I, I do most of my Christmas shopping in December, as you know. I'm yeah. anti-Christmas in November. Well, I, you know, I, I just, I love to do it when I'm hearing Christmas music and I'm in the Christmas Exactly spirit. like I said, after December yeah. 1st. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did, I shopped small, I shopped small business on Saturday. I bought a couple of things. Didn't Good. spend a huge amount support of money. Support small but business right I, now yeah, is huge. Absolutely support small, small business. 
business. That's who is being intentionally destroyed. And I do believe intentionally. They know exactly what they're doing. This is a bunch of crap. There's absolutely no, it makes no sense that you can, how many times I got to say it? You know, that you, you can congregate. I could I could go and stand and look at books in a Walmart, but I couldn't stand and go and look at books in a, in a yeah, small Walmart's business. Yeah, Walmart's still packed. How's that work out? Yeah, so it, it, doesn't, it doesn't make sense. And we're going to talk more about this corona, uh, the uh, impending shutdowns. Gavin Newsom, Mussolini is indicating. And we told people this was coming. Yeah, because he's going to continue uh, to increase the grip, I think, in part because the they are banking on Joe Biden's inauguration and the more pain that they can have inflicted on the citizenry at the point in which a, a Biden administration begins at the same time a vaccine, a vaccine is, is um, available, uh, then they've got complete control over us. They they want people begging for government relief just and they want to they want to have a vaccine that they can have control that they can dangle out there as a carrot we got to keep you shut down we got to keep you in pain impoverished while we decide whether or not we're going to roll out with this vaccine and you we can't let you get back to business until we get this vaccine figured out and then by then it's 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 ultimately what's going on is the cloward piven principle this is where you break the back of the economy. You increase the dependency class. You make them so impoverished and so much in pain that they're just they're they're begging for communism. They're willing to give up their freedoms. They're willing to give up their individual liberties, anything, any rights for relief. And that's and why that's, you and I are so animate on if you're going to stand up, you need to do it now. There we, is no later. Absolutely. Um, we're going to talk more about the coronavirus and the impending uh, potential for going back to sh- complete stay at home orders, which are on its way in California. But I, I want to talk about standing up. I want to give credit where credit's due. You know, I've, I've pushed back against the Republican Party. I've been disgusted with how many of them have caved and not done their jobs. Most of them. Um, I get that some of the state legislatures are in the position. Some of them haven't been in office that long. You know, I'm seeing people posting about how this fraud's been going on for decades. And, you know, this is, you know, this shouldn't come as a surprise to anybody. It's like we've got Republicans out there trying to use the decades of fraud as proof that fraud is existing and what it is proof of. And I feel for some of these Republican state legislators because they're not necessarily the ones that have been allowing this to go on for decades. But there's no excuse for why it's come down to this. It did not need to come down to the 11th hour where it's now on the backs of these Republican state legislators to invoke Article 2 of the Constitution. But you know what? You're in this position. The United States Constitution our founders were so brilliant that they had the they had this very possibility in mind when they came out with Article Two that a, cont- a contested election where where that was so fraudulent, so unable to certify with any legitimacy, which is exactly where we're at in these states. There is no way to separate the illegal from the from the legal ballots at this point. Uh, it, ultimately, I mean, you could take out just the absentee ballots. That you, you could do it this way. You could say that one of the ways that we know that it's evidence of fraud is that going back to 2016, approximately 3% of all absentee ballots were tossed out because the signatures weren't verified. So it wasn't in on time or whatever. At this, at this point, almost none were tossed out. You could just say, let's just take 3% out to correct it back, to correct the statistical anomaly, and that would be enough to flip it for Trump. But at this point... I don't think it, it, it's still not going to get us to the actual number. So I think what's what the right thing to do is to invoke Article two of the U.S. Constitution, to put it back on the state legislators to say this is so it's been so 
corrupted, so contaminated, so polluted that we can we have to set this this vote aside and we have to and we have to do our job and we have to look at the most reasonable outcome here and that is to to uh, either send it to the House of Representatives, the US House of Representatives or assign the electors to President Trump to use their judgment. And the Pennsylvania lawmakers have formally introduced a resolution to dispute 2020 election results. Good. Some good news out of Pennsylvania, because it's been pretty chaotic up there. The text of the resolution, first previewed in a memo of November 22nd, states that the executive and judicial branches uh, usurped uh, their reason why they're doing it here. uh, The specifics of this is and and what makes it easier for them to do it in Pennsylvania is they're not getting even into the weeds of because it's difficult to do that. What, What part do you pull out? The absentee, we know in Pennsylvania, we know that um, they brought in, they stopped the voting in the middle of the night and they brought in all these absentee and all the mail-in ballotings and all this kind of stuff. But what they did here is they rested it on the fact that the government usurped the legislative constitutional power to set the rules. Yeah, you can't just do that. You can't do that. And it's the same thing that happened in Georgia. You cannot have a governor uh, cooking up and changing the election results and with with the secretary of state has got to be done through the state legislator. This in in fact is what Bush V ultimately settled things for Bush V Gore. It's about separation of powers. This again, rests on the constitution. Well, our founding fathers might have, I mean, they were genius. I mean, they sat back as they were founding this country and thought about all the possible scenarios they made of, they might've saved this election. Absolutely. And, 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 and it, wouldn't that be interesting to have our dead founders Settling the election. The Democrats used dead people to vote. Wouldn't it be interesting? We did, too. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fabulous? So there is still hope. Um, I, I don't really know. I, I don't really know if it's going to end up at the Supreme Court. If it ultimately rests on all the state legislators to have to... Um, to have to do it through assigning electoral votes, I don't. I don't have a whole lot of confidence. I feel more confident in it ultimately getting to the Supreme Court and having it to be about separation of powers because the Supreme Court are more insulated from threats. Well, they have to be. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, from the physical threats and from all the threats that comes the the physical threats, um, they can't be. They can't be canceled. Uh, they can't have their jobs can- canceled. Uh, you know, they're they're you know they're much more insulated from that type of threat. And I now, think- which okay, that is what you prefer. Which way do you think it's going to go? As far as do you think it'll en- end up at the state or the Supreme Court? I don't know. I'm going to have to think about that. I'm going to have to. See- I'm going to have to think about that. And 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 I thought about and- that over the weekend. And honestly, right now, I don't know. I think it's a toss up as to how you want it to go or how, as to I how, know how it it's going to go. Yeah. How I want it to go, I actually, I've heard both sides. I'm like you. I trust the Supreme Court a lot more right now than the Republicans that have been pretty much just giving up on Trump at every level. They've got lifetime appointments. They're insulated from the cancel culture. Um, you know, there's no amount of trying to revive false allegations that that Brett Kavanaugh gang rape girls is going to is gonna do anything to sway it. Um, I do know that these hearings are uh, are meant to sway judges. This this was about swaying public opinion. These hearings in Arizona today, as well as the hearing in Pennsylvania. These Pennsylvania lawmakers, they're doing it. They're they're contesting the results using the separation of powers. But that hearing of of what the, all the statistical anomalies and everything that was presented in that Pennsylvania court, 
that that Pennsylvania uh, hearing. It absolutely. And I've heard a lot of. Women. I heard at, at, at these hearings, there's a lot of gasps and open mouth open mouths. Excuse me, because they can't believe what they're seeing. Well, absolutely. Everything from the instructions from elected officials telling people to backdate, from all the evidence of uh, um, of the fact that in Pennsylvania, I think one and a half million mail-in ballots went out, but two and a half million ballots mail-in ballots were counted for the pre- for, for the president and on and on and on it's absolutely outrageous of what's happened and i i don't care whether it's resolved at the state legislatures uh, or it, it's at scotus but you know it these these results cannot stand they absolutely cannot here's another bellwether in i think in uh, historically there's 19 um, bellwether counties uh and President Trump won 18 of the bellwether counties. Historically, if you only win, I think, half of those. Uh, no, if you win all those bellwether counties, that's, you know, you're a shoe in and you've won. He won 18 of the 19 bellwether counties. Uh, historically, you need to, there's 800 counties that you typically need to win uh, in order to uh, secure the presidency. I think Joe Biden only won a fraction. I mean, just uh, the statistical anomalies alone. And you know what? That's that's absolute evidence. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, the impending stay-at-home orders and uh, what it may look like for California, as well as we want to support some pe- people that, and businesses that are standing up to it, because that's what I think is going to have to happen. We're going to have, we can't expect a white knight to come in for us and solve it for us. We got to do it for ourselves. Stay tuned. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. So, uh, Nussolini... Governor Nussolini has come out and said that uh, he is entertaining, possibly putting us back into full state home orders. L.A. County has already, you know, he put it, he put everybody back into the previous tier uh, with more restrictions. And um, L.A. has just banned um, it's you know, public and private gatherings in L.A., right? Yeah. Well, initially they he banned outdoor he restricted indoor dining to a certain degree. Then he restricted outdoor dinings. They L.A. has banned. L.A. is basically under a full stay-at-home order. They've banned inside and outside gatherings. They're even telling you that you're not allowed to have a family inside of your home that's not your your family. Nobody that's outside of your family in your home. Um and now he is saying he may put uh, some counties or even the whole state back into the stay-at-home orders. Let me refresh your memory of what that was like in these stay-at-home home orders. All that was open and seen, you could not go to the beach. You couldn't go to the park. The only thing that was open, basically, was Walmart, Target, and some grocery stores. And if that- you weren't emergency service... You weren't working. Yeah, that's right. The only thing that was considered, well, pot shops were considered essential, liquor stores, uh, grocery stores, and big chain stores, Costco 
and Walmart and Target. All retail, all dining, gyms, salons. Gone. Uh, everything shut down, full stay-at-home orders. And that's what he is is indicating he may go back to. And, uh, and he says that because it's not just about case count now, it's about hospitalizations. And again, let's remind everybody, hospitalizations, are we overrunning our hospitals? You know what's funny is every time they bring that up, I'm like, have you stepped foot in a hospital? Do you, have you seen how empty they are? Yeah, I can attest for it. I just had surgery in one. I don't think they've rehired all the 400 people to Palomar Health laid off. The idea was not that we would never have anybody in a hospital. Going back to March, it was about making sure that we weren't overrun in the hospitals before they had protective gear. That was back when they were blowing people's lungs out with ventilators when, uh, without realizing that really there was, there was therapies that they could give to people early on at home, like hydroxychloroquine and other things. Things that they could take at home where they wouldn't where, and some of those were still not being allowed at this point to be administered so the so not only do we not have hospitals overrun but we do do we have some increased in hospitalizations possibly but how many of those are due to the fact that they're still not allowing therapies for people early into the disease that could prevent them from having to go to the hospital how many people that are actually going to hospitals maybe could be treated at home Early on, with hydroxychloroquine or some uh, some of the um, uh, p- pill, um, some of the therapies, I think that President Trump as well as Ben Carson took that he said he wants to make available for people. You even have some of these natural health phys- physicians, some of which I and you have talked to, that, that that base things on things that come out of the earth, the herbs and whatnot. And if you take a lot of those before you get coronavirus, you might not even know you have it. Well, yeah. The bottom line is this. There is no science. There is no science that that uh, supports the fact that California needs to go back into a full state, uh, you know, stay None. at home order. Let's remind everybody. First of all, let's get case count. Sixty million Americans got H1N1. We had over 800 people, I think, in the ICU here in San Diego alone. Nobody was demanding that we have stay at home orders back then. And they never even began to think about a vaccination. And Mark Klain, who was the Obama and Biden dude overseeing H1N1, said that we just got lucky because we did everything wrong back with the H1N1. Nobody was freaked out over case count. Nobody's been freaked out over case count over the flu. How many of the hospitalizations right now that are being attributed to coronavirus are actually the flu? We also have to remind everybody what they've been doing with their Enron math and their fuzzy numbers. They're compensating hospitals to call something the flu. You get, what, $15,000 if you label it a coronavirus if you to somebody who's being treated. So we can't trust these numbers coming out of these people. What we need to do is we need to be pushing back. Um, here, you'll find this funny. Uh, so there's a diner in Redondo Beach. Um, I can't remember the name of the diner, in part because he put a French laundry sign over his diner. That's great. Isn't that I love great? It. <laughs> Y'all remember the French Laundry was the restaurant that Gavin Newsom went to. $400 a plate inside, shoulder to shoulder, no mask, right? I think every restaurant should do that. Well, yeah. Yeah. Stay open. Stay open. That's what you need to do. There's no, there's no as, science. As you and support. I say, if one or two businesses does it, it's not going to have effect. You, you need to... If you're listening to this show and you're a business owner, I, you know you need to make a conscious decision for your patronage, for your business, for your family who, that depends on you. Do you want to be locked down for who knows how long, or are you going to? You know what? I'm I'm keeping myself open, and we're gonna we're gonna take our state back. Yeah, here's the deal. 
is this virus real? Absolutely. I, I have family members right now working on coronavirus wards. Nobody's here to tell you the virus is, is it real. Cancer's real. So is tuberculosis. So is whooping cough. Do you know how many kids have gotten whooping cough and how many people have gotten tuberculosis because of these caravans coming in across the Let's southern see, Andrea, border? Uh, do we, uh, I don't think we don't shut the country down for any of those things, do we? No, we don't. There's all kinds of diseases that are absolutely real. But, you know, we, we don't shut the country down for it. And, you know, um, the fact that a virus can be real doesn't justify a continued grip on our, um, and it's like Gorsuch said, or was it Scalito? No, yeah, it was Scalito. Gorsuch just ruled recently in scathed, scathing rebuke of Chris Cuomo. We need, we need more of this. Uh, we had the judge here in California that said that Gavin Newsom had, that, uh, the pandemic did not give him an excuse to just decide to do whatever he wanted to do Sounds as an like executive. He care still. Right. No, he doesn't. And in fact, I, I think one of the reasons why he's thinking about uh, pondering whether or not to put us back in a stay at home order is before that there's a stay. Cause remember, we had Kevin Kiley on the show recently. Right. Who filed that lawsuit and that judge came back and said, these mail-in ballots, unconstitutional. You couldn't do it. And I asked, how does that affect the previous orders? And there was there was 58 executive orders that had to do with the, with the pandemic. And it was yet to to be determined because some were tied to his emergency orders that he's got a right to do as a governor. So I think what he's wanting to do is how can he increase the grip before a judge comes in and te- and rules on which of the 58 executive orders were OK and which weren't as related to the pandemic and the coronavirus uh, response. Um, Judge Gorsuch uh, issued a ruling. Uh, there was a lawsuit that was filed that had to do with the uh, Cuomo and in, in uh, Governor Cuomo, who specifically clearly targeted churches and synagogues in the state of New York. And the Supreme Court ruled five four in favor of the Roman Catholic Diocese and Agadeth. I'm sure I'm not saying that correctly. Israel of America on Wednesday night in their case against uh, Andrew Cuomo. And um, he said he went on to say. Uh, Gorsuch did that they um, that the governor has chosen to impose no capacity restrictions on certain businesses that he considers essential. And it turns out the businesses the governor considers essential include hardware stores, acupuncturist and liquor stores, bicycle repair shops, certain signage companies, accountants, lawyers, insurance agents, all essential. He went on to say that um, it may be unsafe to go to church. But it's always fine to pick up another bottle of wine, shop for a new bike, or spend the afternoon exploring your your distal points and meridians. Who knew public health would be so per- perfect would so perfectly align with secular convenience? It is time, past time, to make plain that while pandemic poses many grave challenges, there is no world in which the Constitution tolerates color coded executive edicts that reopen liquor stores and bike shops, but shutter churches, synagogues, and mosques. He went on. Isn't that awesome? People may gather inside for extended periods in bus stations and airports and laundromats and banks and hardware stores and liquor shops. No apparent reason, um, but uh, but they can't in churches or synagogues. When When you hear things like this, this is what gives me hope. If ultimately the fate of our nation is decided in the courts, this is what makes me. You know what? 
we, we could be okay. Yeah, he went on to say, final comment, the only explanation for treating religious places differently seems to be a judgment that what happens there just isn't as essential as what happens in secular spaces. Indeed, the governor is remarkably frank about this. In his judgment, laundry and liquor, travel and tools are all essential, while tradition, traditional religious exercises are not. That is exactly the kind of discrimination the First Amendment forbids. We need much more of this, and we need you to understand that if you decide to rise up as a business in San Diego, uh, Vic Bajaj, from, take care of you. he said that he will he will um, support you and your legal needs, and we and and I encourage you to do that. I, I take him at his word that he will represent you. Uh, I believe that ultimately we're going to have more of this uh, at the Supreme Court that they're going to rule more of these cases. But w- why wait for that? I think we need to support. We like need you to and I stay say, open. Now's the time. Absolutely. All right. We're going to take a break. Final segment coming up on the Andrew K. Show. Do you think it's okay for dads to bring their daughters into women's rooms in public? Don't tell me now. Think about that over the break. Because this kind of went viral. And I want to get your guys' opinion. Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter. At Andrea K. Show. And follow her on Facebook. And like her fan page. At Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Yeah, I know Dr. Atlas, Scott Atlas, has resigned from the Trump administration. Here's the deal. He was there for our 130-day assignment, and his 130 days is coming up. But, of course, you know, the left has to try to make it like it's, you know, oh, my gosh. you know, like Descent in the Trump administration. Uh, yes. Um, oh, even Atlas knows that, you know, Trump is, you know, didn't win the election. Please, you know, it's a bunch it. of horse pucky. Um, so another stupid story that was coming out today was, oh, did you hear this biden named an all-female communications team like that's supposed to be so historic you know um trump has had an all-woman communications team like forever i mean trump has had the most diverse let's remind everybody who had the first lbgt ambassador yeah the trump administration um who was the first um well i'm not going to call him president-elect no, I, I, the, the, there's a story. Uh, I was going to say who was the first um, wannabe president who named somebody to the, his communication team who wore a hat with a hammer and sickle on it, the symbol for communism, years ago uh, in, a, in a picture. <gasps> yeah, that would be Biden. He has named Jen Psaki. Uh, as who's going to be his press secretary. And then, of course, you know, uh, thanks to Al Gore and, and his Internet, you know, nothing nothing is dead. You can find anything that's floating out there in cyberspace. I guess Biden's gal was wearing a Russian hat bearing the communist ham and, hammer and sickle logo um, when she was in. And this is from 2014. And guess who was posing with her? John Kerry. And these are the people that... It's spend- all coming back to us, though, yeah. at the good times. Yeah, good but time. these are the people that spent four years saying that President Trump was was a, a Russian asset and on behalf of the Russian government and, and stopped and uh, stole the election in America. This is what we're dealing with. They're not hiding it, at least. They're communists. That's, By the that's way, if you don't think is. it's communism now, if Joe gets in, just wait. Well, I mean, there's certainly, you know, I, well, maybe it's not com- totalitarianism. 
um, tin pot dictatorism, you know, pickerism that you want to call it. So something went viral. You know, I you know, I got to talk about something besides just the uh, the theft and election in the United States, because, you know, I love pop culture topics. And I see that something's gone viral. There was this dad and um, he said, you know, I'm a single dad and I've got two little girls. And I started taking my little girls into the men's room. And let me tell you, you men are nasty and I don't want to take my little girls in nasty men's room. And I'm trying to change my baby's diet. They don't have a diaper changing station so i've got to try to change your diaper next to where men are going to the bathroom and it's nasty and disgusting and filthy so i take my little girls and when there's not a family room family restroom i take my little girls i knock on the door and i take them in there and I announce that i'm coming in with my little girls and i go in the stall and if somebody comes into the stall next to me i say hey just fyi i'm in the next stall to you with my girls i don't have a problem with that i think that's cool what do you think I'm just kind of old school. I would just, I would zip home as quickly as I possibly could. If you're on a family road trip, I guess you have uh, you, you have no choice. But you don't think that's cool? You're not on, you're not jiving with it. I don't think it's cool. What do you guys think? Follow me on Twitter. Let me know your thoughts there, and I'll be right back tomorrow night, six p.m. Pacific time. Go Trump! We're behind you. Stay strong, man. Love you. <laughs>